This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths Review. Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths is now showing in select theaters and will debut on Netflix on December 16th. Few films have so poetically captured the feeling of dreams. Even fewer have subsequently explained them to death in such literal terms. Bardo, Falsa Cronica de Unas Cuantes Verdades or Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths, is the seventh feature by Alejandro González in Ritu. And the first to largely feel in tune with his more recent visual style, the kind he developed during his Oscar-winning one-two punch of Birdman and The Revenant. Bardo is, on its surface, the most accomplished of the three, because it's exactly what it wants to be. Unfortunately, that's part of the problem. The film all but comes right out and justifies its own haphazardness, albeit poorly, and it frequently buries its tale of time, loss, and identity under the clunkiest possible metaphors, which arrive in a ceaseless barrage of disconnected images and sounds for 152 minutes. The cut that premiered at the Venice Film Festival was 22 minutes longer, though I'm told by those who've seen both versions that the update is somehow worse, owing to many individual scenes being truncated rather than excised whole cloth. Even in service of bettering the movie, Inyaritu has stuck to his guns and retained every single idea he uses to tell his story of an L.A.-based journalist and filmmaker returning to Mexico after years away. On one hand, that's admirable. You should always do you. On the other hand, this creative stubbornness to follow every single impulse without a second thought becomes the audience's problem. A handful of initial scenes are actually quite delightful, moving farcically between surreal vignettes, historical events, and life milestones, and blurring the lines between them as the soundscape becomes enveloped by ceremonial marching bands. It's bouncy and frenetic. Middle-aged documentarian Silverio Gama, Daniel Jimenez Cacho, is on the verge of being bestowed with accolades by his American peers, which also garners him plenty of adoration back home south of the border. He's a thinly-veiled stand-in for Iñárritu himself, who, after his Mexico City set debut Amores Perros, pivoted to Hollywood productions and films set all over the world. His 2010 drama Beautiful may have been a Mexican co-production, but it was set largely in Spain. Bardo is Inyaritu's homecoming, too. Before Silverio revisits Mexico with his wife and teenage kids, Inyaritu collapses and remixes the timeline of his life in the U.S. between scenes of his wife giving birth to a baby who doesn't want to be born, the result is absurdly hilarious, and scenes on public transport where the lines between dream and reality have basically shattered. This is the film's default lingua franca, which it continues to speak as the specter of historical conflicts between the U.S. and Mexico looms large. 
riding a fine line between playful reenactment and outright hallucination. Iñárritu introduces the idea of Silverio's two-pronged national identity using his signature wide lenses, which whip around corridor corners in disorienting fashion, and blaring trumpets, which when coupled with the visual dizzying fabric imbues Silverio's spiritual schism with a strange momentum, a trapeze circus of the soul. The problem with this uncanny approach becomes quickly clear when Inyaritu tries to slow things down, introducing shadows of macabre and somber ideas into his otherwise zany approach. The purpose is to delve deeper into Silverio, his past, his present. What makes him tick? But before long, the dreamlike presentation exists primarily to explain its own meaning, weaving in verbose conversations that expose its own allegories and rob them of mystery or ambiguity before doubling down ad nauseum. For every scene where thoughtful symbolism unearths some nugget of truthful experience, you can expect two more that repeat the exact same themes in plain dialogue, staged even more plainly. When Inyaritu's unbroken takes move through space alongside characters in propulsive motion, the effect is dazzling. When that same unflinching approach is applied to static shots of lengthy conversations, the facade becomes clear. The Emperor has no clothes. Powerful personal ideas may underscore his style, but he seldom knows how to express them with dramatic precision. To make matters worse, Bardo also has a character similar to Birdman's cartoonishly vindictive theater critic, and while this version speaks more cutting truths about Silverio's work, it reads only like acknowledgement of, or at best, apologia for Enyaritu's half-baked visual musings. At times, the critic even describes Silverio's dreamlike encounters, which is to say he criticizes Bardo itself. But lampshading the movie does little to reveal anything by way of creative perspective. It's the She-Hulk finale with some sheen. As a movie-going experience, Bardo would at least be discombobulating if it weren't so dull, and it didn't so wastefully employ the gilded touch of Darius Conji's 65mm photography. The film is most effective when it takes on either farcical or musical qualities, when it tickles the senses or when it moves through you with mysterious rhythms. But the further it goes on, the less frequently these moments appear. What's left are scenes meant to be operatic in appearance, like those with enormous caravans of people wandering the desert, or bodies strewn about empty streets, whose tableau-like staging seems intended to elicit either awe or reflection. But there are too many empty stretches leading up to these scenes, too many vapid images that have little to say in and of themselves, so the movie's more visually enormous moments can't help but feel insignificant. There's a sense of self-criticism, certainly, as people take aim at Silverio for creating proletariat poverty porn from the perspective of and benefit of the bourgeoisie, an accusation that could just as easily apply to Inyaritu's work. But Bardo's political musings are half-hearted at best. They're mere gestures toward through lines between colonial history and modern migrant crises. And Inyaritu has little interest in exploring this element of modern Mexican and Mexican-American identity in a manner that isn't just window-dressing for Silverio's self-reflection, which ends up similarly gestural in the process. 
If Bardo has one major strength, it's Jimenez Cacho's diminutiveness as Silverio, his sheer lack of ego as a performer. Even when performing egotistical scenes, despite the strange moments when Iñárritu uses his Netflix budget to literalize even this idea, warping his body with some distracting digital effects. Still, there's a roughness to Jiménez Cacho, a kind of subtle, disheveled sorrow that's intriguing and amusing all at once, making him the perfectly sardonic, sad clown embodiment of the film's creative anxieties especially when he dances, lacing even celebrations with a lingering melancholy. He always feels like he's searching for something just out of frame, though he seems to know in his bones that actually reaching out for it is folly. He's exhausted in all the right ways, capturing an oft-ignored element of the immigrant experience, and the way that a living between two worlds, the title, while bard in Spanish is also the Tibetan Buddhist term for such a transitionary state, can after a while be oppressively tiring to even think about. It's just unfortunate that despite Inyaritu's best efforts to aesthetically contrast Jimenez Cacho's demeanor, he ends up making a film that feels at one with his performance. It's exhausting in all the wrong ways, a feeling that only compounds as it lurches towards its conclusion. One that tries to capture the ethereal poetry of Malik and Tarkovsky, but ends up caught in a recursive loop of the curtains were blue because the curtains were blue because the curtains were blue. The verdict. Like being awoken from a dream by the most annoying sound, Bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths is a film whose style and ethereal symbolism is replaced at every turn by the thuddingly literal. Alejandro González Iñárritu's story of an L.A.-based documentary filmmaker returning to Mexico is self-insert with superficial self-critique turning his tale of time, loss, and dual national identity into a dull drama that only really works when it decides to be a farce. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.